Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. This week, joining Tom, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. So this is the unknown blues singer, turn it up a little, that got a Grammy the other night. Unknown? Yeah, the Guardian, the London Guardian put out, unknown blues singer gets a Grammy. You believe that? It's like history has been erased right before our eyes this of course is bonnie Wright, who has got a longer she's been in the music business twice as long as some of these people have been alive and yet uh people were mad because taylor swift didn't get this or that or some you know african-american artist and they said she was an unknown blues singer you believe that i believe it because i know how stupid these people are I don't know. They don't do their research. Oh, that's a thing of the past. They wouldn't fit in Missy's um, stable for very long. <laughs> God, stupid. I, I will tell you what I did one time. Um, I was in a coffee shop somewhere, and I was talking about Linda Ronstadt. And some, let's call her a girl, probably in her early 30s, said, who's that? And uh, I said, well, you know, she's a well-known singer. Uh, she's been around for decades. Um, recently, she's, in the past 10 or 15 years, she's had some sort of, I don't know if it was a stroke or something that caused her to not be able to sing anymore. She kind of lost control of her, of her um, uh, vocal cords. But she's extremely well on. I've never heard of her. Well, then, of course, the girl gets on her phone, which they all do, and she says, wow, she won a Grammy. And it's like, I never knew if she won a Grammy or not. I just know all her songs, you know. I've been, you know, and, and she 
obviously sang songs that other people <laughs> been mistreated. When will I be the? If you're expecting us to sing back, so up, anyway, be I, no, I, if I didn't have a horse voice, I would have chimed in no, one I way don't or think another. You would have. No, thank you. Just for good fun. All right, let me sing. Let me do my scripture verse. Hold on. You know, I'd like to finally be discovered at 73 years old. I think that's Bonnie Raitt's. You're not 73, sweetheart. <laughs> I have a few more years. Yeah. No, but Bonnie is. Bonnie is yeah. 73. So number 10 in the book of Matthew. It's the 10th chapter. And when he had called, he being Jesus, unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and disease and stupid thinking. That's something I'm, I've added. Now, the names of the 12 apostles are these. The first was Simon, who's called Peter, Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, the doubter, and Matthew, the publican, that's the guy who was a tax collector. Uh, no, well, that's actually Zacchaeus. Yeah, Matthew was a tax collector also. It means he worked for the Romans or the IRS, however you want to call it. Um, James, the son of Alphaeus, different James, and Labaius, I've never seen him called that, whose surname was Thaddeus. Simon the Canaanite and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles or into any of the city of the Samaritans. Don't go, but rather the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Who's he speaking of? He's mainly speaking of the northern kingdom. Do you remember in the Old Testament when they were all one and at one point they split into Judah and Israel? They had the northern kingdom, the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom got way off out in the woods. Go to the lost sheep, the lost sheep of the house of Israel, not the found sheep, not the ones that know that they're going to Sunday school every day and they don't need God. Why would I need a Jesus? I'm already saved. The ones that know they're in trouble. You're only lost if you know you're lost. Otherwise, you think you're not lost. and You, you, you might be really lost, but you don't realize you are. Chapter 7, and as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, that's a John the Baptist deal. It's like, get your act together. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses. That means go on faith, nor script for your journey, neither two coats or shoes nor staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. You're going to work and preach wherever you're going. Whatever city or town you shall enter into, inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till you go thence. And when you come to a house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever 
shall not receive you nor hear your words when you depart out of that house or city. Shake the dust off your feet. That's uh, Matthew 10, verses 1 through 14. So, you know, Missy was saying something about the Grammys. You know, this thing, it's so funny. How much stuff can you stir up and, and get, you know, the, oh, God, they're all Satanists. They're all, you know, they're bouncing around with a little hat with horns on it, Sam Smith or whatever his name is. Are you kidding me? It's always been that way. They're just being open about it. I mean, the music business is a wicked business for anybody that's been around it much. It, it'll take a real toll on you. And that includes not only rock and roll and country, but also gospel. It's all about money. It's all about, uh, it's really gotten to be about the same model that, that Google and these others. It's about eyeballs. It's about advertising. What draws in the advertising dollars? So the Grammys was just on the other night. Bonnie Raitt wins this category. And one of the things that's going on is that the old timers in the music business are sort of sitting around scratching their heads and saying, what has happened to this business? Because now it's run by these real fools who have no sense of history or propriety or anything like it. I don't know. That's my take on it. Well, yeah, I don't even know what I wanted to say about Did you the watch Gram the show? No, I didn't see it. But well, I was then how watching. is it you're I, commenting on it? Because it literally filled <laughs> all of the the sources I look at. Yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, a lot of food for fodder, right? And and so, I, yeah, I, I had to right. go back and look at some of the clips just to see what in the world is talking about. And it's, it's you know, the <laughs> only thing go. I could say it's is... It's like I had to go the, look at that Playboy. Uh, no, uh, seriously, I, and... and Actually, that's not too just far to away from the, it. The Grammys just to see was the just, articles that the are Grammys was just bad pornography. I, I only read pornography did you for hear the me? articles. It is I did, bad pornography. I did hear you. It was I, terrible. I hear everything you say. I mean, as far as I, I just, I thought it was like this brave new world of absolute hideousness. I've never, it was almost comical. It was comical. I mean, I'm laughing. Madonna looks grotesque. Oh, she does. And, and you know, her, it, you know, you know, trying to be edgy, honey, honey. <laughs> oh my Lord. I mean, it, it's as bad as the, uh, the Martha Stewart with the sword whacking off the pineapple or whatever it is for the, you know, to go get your COVID shot. I, mean, I thought these women are desperate for yeah. their last song. Yeah. By God. I mean, really just. Just stop. Just yeah. stop. Really. Um, I mean, it's, it's to the, that, there was so much of that show and I did not see the Bonnie Raitt. I wish I had seen it. That would have been, that would have been a highlight, right? But it was ugly. It was mocking. It was, it was, there was no talent. I mean, the, 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 the pieces that really, you know, that people were talking about, what, that, that, there's no talent that was being shown. Well, see, Here's the thing. I go to a... Hey, but it was brought to you by Pfizer. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I still haven't gotten a good answer out of our congressman as to what they're going to do with the million dollars that Pfizer's given them. But one of the things that I have... So I, I go to a... I work out at a place that is a great spot. I love the guy. But the crowd is sort of 30-ish, 40s in the morning younger some down in their 20s 
and it depends on who's in there. If it's uh, girly time, it's sort of Mariah Carey-ish type music. If it's guys, it's gangster rap, and sometimes the girls are there when, and every other uh, word is the F-bomb. I mean, seriously. And, you know, I'll, I'll get <laughs> I mean, I'll get him to play a little Leon Russell every now and then, or or maybe uh, the Who or or Rolling Stones, but or the Beatles, and he'll play it for like five songs. And then, you know, somebody probably comes up to him and says, "What what do you listen to that?" Says Ar- the old guy's got to yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but what I've begun to see in listening to this stuff is that this music, a lot of it is driven by a computer-generated algorithm. And they use what are called hooks. So they'll steal something from an artist that was very famous years ago, a la, say, Michael Jackson. If anybody remembers the album called Thriller, which came out, I think, in about 19, I don't know, 83 maybe. Yeah, you talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You were talking about the, the well, song Michael Jackson, the that was full. See, that was with Quincy Jones. That was when Michael Jackson was at his zenith. It had lots of recognizable, uh, what you would call hooks in it. Uh, soulish, kind of danceable hooks. I'll hear these same hooks reemerge, you know, 40 years later. In some rapper's song, he probably paid the Michael Jackson estate some kind of royalty to put that in there as if the people that are listening to it would have recognized that song, which, of course, they don't. Why is he even using that hook? Well, maybe it just makes it sound good. But I was sitting there, and it's one of these rappers. who I, I can't think of all their names. I'm getting to where I know them, though. And he said, uh, he said, uh, I said, that's a Michael Jackson. That's from that song. It's on, it's on, I can't think of the name of that song. It's like about a girl or something. It's, it's on Thriller. You know, of course, Thriller starts with that, the song called Thriller, which has got Vincent Price in it at the end. Was it Billy Jean? No, that's 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 on that album too. Or I don't think that's on that album. I think I don't know what all is on Thriller, but uh, well, I do know if I heard it. But Billy Jean might be on that on on Thriller. But anyway, it was an awesome album. Got triple platinum. You know, was the top album for years. But the point I'm making is that the best this generation can do is poorly imitate the past. Then what else is left? Well, the most exciting thing out there right now is devil worship. You know, let's pretend like they don't really believe there's a devil or a a God, but let's stir it up. What they don't understand is the spiritual depth they're dropping into. They're not going to be able to come back from it as easily as they think they are because these powers and they are very real extract 
a penalty of you for using them in in certain ways. You don't just get off. It's like being in the mafia. You think you can just quit anytime you want to or dealing drugs or something. No, you don't just walk away from it. Evil gloms onto you and actually can work its way into your DNA in a way that you're you're going to have to have major surgery to get cut free from it. Well, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the, I remember thinking about the punk rockers back in when I was growing up that, you know, it's, it's just, all I saw was this, you know, kind of the typ- sex pistols, the, the typical anti-establishment play, you know, the, yeah. the Sid vicious, you know, just a, the shock and value of, of whatever it's it is. It's not shocking anymore. It's not shocking anymore. You're yeah. absolutely right. It's not shocking anymore. It's right. just looks, it just looks cheap. Right. It just looks cheap. I think Madonna's looking pretty good these days. You're being funny. You, that, I just said that was the most grotesque display of, I, I don't even, that's not growing old gracefully. There is just something very P, wrong. PYT is the name of that song by, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to find it. Go ahead. Well, keep going. I, I heard uh, there was a little bit of discussion that was on the murmurings on Substack and et cetera. And, and you actually even said Leland Conway said something, but uh, just that it was used to kind of provoke the, those stodgy old, you know, right wing, those, those right Christ, you know, Christians, uh, yeah. the bigots that they are. And, it, you know, just to galvanize and, you know, just really stir them up. Eh, right. right. Well, I mean, that's the whole point is to, all right, I, I just sent that. You can it play looked like that Halloween. If you want that, that's what that, the Sam Smith thing looked like Halloween. Yeah, well, it was supposed to be, but see, people who don't understand the nature of spiritual warfare don't understand that we're in a fight for good and evil. And when you play around with evil and pretend like it doesn't exist, and the next thing you know, you're you're owned by it. Okay, this is this is from the album Thriller. Um. Now there, is this, that what your rendition was supposed to sound yeah, like? Yeah, well, this? it's hadn't really started yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see, that's full of hooks. Okay, it's not to the part that they copied. Uh, anyway, keep going. Michael Jackson was... Everything Quincy Jones wanted to be in a in a more youthful thing. I mean, you know, Quincy Jones is really kind of known for jazz, mm-hmm. but he produced this. And um, I think Michael Jackson was kind of dark, though. Tom, he, he was. He had some evil stuff in well, some he, of his. He music got lighter too. as he went along. Ah, uh-huh, that's funny. Oh, that's so bad. You don't think that's funny? You don't even. I don't even see you laughing. God. I mean, you know, he might have started out dark, but okay, whatever. Anybody would laugh I, at that. You know, anybody that, would. Anybody's going to laugh at that. Boom, boom, no, that's fun. Actually, that's funny. No, the point is, you're right. He did have, but he had a dark side. Yeah, he had whale-sized talent. Yeah. I mean, his his talent as a musician and really a showman mm-hmm. and anyway it down to get our exit so yeah music it's it's the point is people are stealing hooks still from these songs because that was back to when music was actually that's soul music because it is part of your soul i mean listen to sam cook or somebody you know 
who is singing with soul these days? And I'm going to be honest with you. It's happening. We're just not hearing it at the Grammys. There are very soulful people out there singing. Well, you you uh you showcased Miley Cyrus a couple weeks ago on that song. Wasn't that and, an know, awesome song? It was a great song. And you know the the her her thing of flowers. It, it's it's dark, but Amy Winehouse she, was pretty good. You know and she's very dead. dark. Yeah, very dark. She's very dead now. I mean the Oof. the point is, uh, I, I just I think. I mean, this is my life. I'm going to be here for however much longer, and I want to listen to new music, and I want to find who the good musicians are. Yeah, You're not, content to listen to Brahms and Beethoven, so yeah. cool. I mean, you like classical music. I, I, and you can listen to that for eternity, so there's nothing. Sure. There's always stuff to hear there, too. And maybe and, in eternity, too. Yeah, and <laughs> let's, hope, let's hope that Bach is up there doing his deal. You know, I mean, I don't know. We are on one today. Yeah, but I don't know what something's in the water. It's got to be marriage. What in? Oh, Missy's daughter is getting married this weekend. That's, that's right. where that's I was right. like, where, where are we that going with from? it? Where did that come I was, from? Yeah. I was wonder little, where that came from. I was a little confused there for a minute. Seriously, you are Turn listening to the Tom Dupree Turn show. Up, I don't have enough voice to talk over it. With Missy Clifton, we're going to go to a break. We're powered by Dupree Financial Group. If you want to hear more of the Tom Dupree Show, go to our website, dupreefinancial.com. You can find it under the radio tab. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Well, 
Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree. And we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. This is by Victory Board. She's kind of an example of what I would call the young emerging class of singers that has body and balance and and meat to her voice and soul. That's the main thing that music has to have. It's got to have soul. So what you got? It's good. She, Yeah, you're right. She's good. She yeah, sounds I mean, good. It's good. What's well, like, um, I don't so know. So you would watch the Grammys and think everything had gone in the tank. So you, just like you always say, in order to really know what the story is, you have to do your research and you have to dig. You have to find things that are not what's being peddled and get out and dig and you'll find some amazing stuff. Well, um, you know, I don't, if anything, the Grammys uh, kind of illustrated to me that um, the road, I mean, the road maybe to showbiz stardom is kind of, kind of there's a Through lot hell. There, well there's just a lot of discarded principles on the side oh the, it's, it's just like they, they just you know it. whatever you know it, i guess you know handlers wear this wear that say this say that and and you know you wave a buck on you know put a buck under the nose and they're ready to just you know throw it all away for that um i don't know i don't know um you know but um i think that there there have got to be people that you know refuse to play along right right um I was actually, uh, there was, <laughs> someone was talking about. Uh, I refuse to go on stage and do those kinds of things. I, I, re- I refuse to play along with that. If, I, if I'm going to go on stage, it's going to be on my terms. Well, I, haven't, I was reading a comment on one of the. Uh, it's a joke, okay. <laughs> all right, I'm laughing. <laughs> they were talking about. And uh, I would say you probably okay, do too. Because so, so, you might could be convinced though. Wh- Who knows? One, one, of, one of the, I was, I was kind of with interest watching this conversation going on online and there were some, you know, some really good, some good comments about um, musicians, you know, in the, in the past three years, kind of what's gone on with them. And, you know, they were, they were talking about a lot of the musicians that, you know, Hey, they may have started out rebellious, you know, back in the sixties and seventies, but these were the same musicians that were requiring uh, their, all their concert attendees to be, you know, vaccinated. With it's just another form of, of vaccination. Uh, virtue signaling. Well, exa- well in, yeah, it's exactly. Left-wing virtue signaling. But, like James Taylor, you know, becomes super liberal and woke. Oh, and, he has you know, been for years. And then, uh, of course, there were comments about, you know, if Crosby, Stills, and Nash had actually been able to get their act together and be on the stage, they would have done the same thing. And, you know, that, that a lot of the those rebel musician voices that you remember from, you know, days of old, if you will, that they have just completely caved into big propaganda. Sure. Oh, look at people who were health nuts and now are taking all their uh, cues from big pharma. Right, right. Big, big time health nuts. And they would tell you, you know, you ought to uh, eat right, do this, do that, do this. But 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 inject yourself with a yeah, with a, with yeah, a foreign substance that they won't even tell you what's in it. But you know the the musicians you the musicians you're speaking of were rebelling. It was kind of a, the whole thing was kind of a role reversal because the establishment, quote unquote, say the more conservative that those musicians were rebelling against in the seventies. They're the ones that were rebelling against this whole mask thing for the most part. Not so all of them. Well, it's kind of, I don't know. them were going along with Eric Clapton. Eric is, Clapton and Van Morrison. Yeah, they fought against it. And fought against it. They're, they're kind of egotists, I mean, in a sense, and they were, 
you know, it just gave the rest of the industry more reason to hate them. But it's interesting, all this push for masks and vaccination. There are people who are, I'm, I'm convinced they're going to be wearing masks in 20 years if we're oh, I, around that long. That's going to be the new, it's it's now a, a part of apparel. Wait, wait a minute. It's, it's clothing. And I can only hope these people aren't listening, but um, I live in Why a Why do con- you hope that? Because I'm getting ready to, I'm not, obviously there's no names involved here, but I was down getting my mail in the mail room at where I live um, in the in a condo building. And these two people were, were talking. One of them had a mask on, one didn't. And they were talking about how much better they felt with the mask on and that there are such scary things out in the world these days that it's the least they can do to protect themselves. And the comment that I... I think I actually, I think I actually made a noise. They said it's just so easy, such an easy thing you can do for yourself. That's interesting. <laughs> well, what happens in the? Here's something I've noticed. And if I'm in a place like a church, or uh, not so much a church, but like in a store, people with the mask on will not almost 90% will not make eye contact. Basically, what the mask is telling you is, I am not here to have human interaction. I am not here to interact with other people. I'm not here to say, have a nice day, or to chit-chat, or to exchange pleasantries. Just sort of those normal things that human beings do when they're out and about. It, it's saying, I'm not here to talk to you or to even interact with you, and I'm not even going to make eye contact because I'm here to transact my little bit of business and be gone. It's as if they're shopping online mm-hmm. out in, in the world. And so consequently, how can this country ever come to any agreement about politics about anything about whether the sky is blue if people don't honestly interact and speak with each other and look at each other in the eye and talk to each other because this is what's happened and you think it's bad with adults imagine what's happened to kids that are six seven eight nine years old what it's done to them psychologically you know i look at this thing I realize there are certain things that I'm not going to be able to fix or change in my lifetime. And to me, it seems like the longer I do this show, which is 15 years in May, the bigger the problems have gotten. I mean, all you do or I do, and you're a great addition to this show. You've been, you've only been doing it about a year. Something like that. Yeah. And it's, it's like you've really hit your stride and you're getting better. The point is, is this is a place where we point out these things. We can't do anything about it. No. The per, if somebody hears and says, you know what, this really challenges me, but people aren't into being challenged today. You just look on Facebook, the, the left wingers, they have their point of view. I want to play something. I'm going to send it to Elizabeth. Hold on. Right, while you're sending it, can I can I say two things about the mask? No. It, it's on two different sides of that. Number one, I feel no, sorry. No, I'm not going to play that. It's it's not part of what we're doing. But right. Go ahead with your mask. Well, I want to two sides of the coin on that. Um, from from a from a particular from a sheer uh, health concern. 
what upsets me, you know, listening to that conversation is, is that they're not helping their, them. They're not helping themselves. They're they, actually, they hit, think it, they it's are. a false, it's a false sense of security for them. And, you know, I want to turn around and say, ever heard of the Bangladesh mass study? Ever heard of any of the mass studies that were done that were not paid for? that were done objectively that said there is no difference and there actually is a negative effect of wearing a mask. Of course there is. You're rebreathing your own carbon dioxide. And it, it just... It, it, so, and your so, immune system says she who has had a four-horse so, voice for a week. So, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. That's from wearing that mask. Like, oh, right. I do, all the time. When we went to the so, doctor's office last week. Yeah. So I said, from a sheer health concern, I, I want to say you, you're doing yourself a disservice, but... but they, they've now convinced themselves that this is what this is. And okay. they're not going back. The older people, they'll just have to die off because they're, they're beyond being able to be taught anything. I mean, they're, we were wearing, we were wearing plastic shields, not me, not me, but we, as a people were wearing plastic shields, walking around, looking like idiots. I, I'm, when I look back on the last three years, okay, all right, I said two things. One from a sheer health thing. The other, which is I shared with you the little sign that I thought was pretty, it's not funny, but it yeah. says, you know, it's, it's a little meme. It says, I support the current thing. I support the current thing, which, you know, if you think in other words is, I do not question the official narrative. Which to show, and then is, it says underneath that, to, to show how virtuous I am without even thinking about it. And then it says, and I've forgotten about the previous thing. So the truth is, is that people are not really thinking anymore. And this is. Um, Don't you think that's changing? I, I honestly believe that. Well, I think certain people crazy are ass things pushing like, back against it. But there's a whole bunch that are never going to think. Like the Grammys, like watching, you know, Biden's uh, State of the Union. I mean, like there's a whole lot of th the Chinese, the balloon. There's so many things that have happened recently. Don't you think that people are starting? They'll that, never that the group say, is starting to grow if, and if question. The, if they thought it meant that they had to say that, say, oh God forbid, Trump was right. If they had to say, Orange Man might have had a point, then they will absolutely not ever examine anything because it's like that song said take our pride we have to lower our pride pride is simply obstinate um adherence to some point of view despite evidence to the otherwise well tom you have to you have to you you have to agree with me on this premise that three years I don't have to agree with yeah, you, you on can. anything you, you we no, grew I, up I, I, we grew up in a world where grocery store shelves were fully stocked all the time. There were service workers that took care, you know, customer service workers that took care of you in person. We grew up with, you know, potholes were repaired. Gas was, you know, gas went up and down. We grew up with, there were things that we grew up that we, you expect, and, and, and those things are, have changed. I mean, the we're talking about yeah, but but there's other things that have gotten you, better. You can only go so you can only go for so long. You have more choice today. It's become of you know that that it's because of the. Um, you but know. that world we grew up in now, you've got. Let's just look at restaurants. I'm going to push back on that narrative that you're saying that everything's getting worse. You know where we go. I would say supply chain problems can only go so long. You know where we go now. We like to go. 
you would have when I was growing up, you would have never found these restaurants in Lexington. We go to a Mexican restaurant. That's in fact we've gone more to Mexican restaurants than any other restaurant since my twenty six year old son has been born. The second thing we like to go to is an Indian restaurant. I'll just say which one it is. It's called A Taste of India out on um, out on Versailles Road. No, I'm it's sorry. On Nicholas, Nicholas Hill Road. Road, right next to um, Five, Five Guys. Guys. Love that place. <coughs> Love the Tandoori Mixed Grill. We also now go to uh, Thai restaurants because we like curry because curry is really good for you with all the changes that we've had in society your international people from other countries have come in and they've made lexington a richer place in many ways more culturally that is the upside of it the downside is yes some things aren't getting taken care of like they used to well see i i look at the average american as long as that they will tolerate anything that's going on in society right now as long as they're fed and they're entertained. That's right. And if, they're, if they can watch whatever they watch and they've got food, but when it starts hitting those areas, then, then you know, all of a sudden they're, you know, they're thrown out of their comfort zone, right? Okay, well, let me ask you a question. So you're talking about entertainment. So I pulled up on my YouTube account a movie that is now so old that it's free. You get, an, you get an ad every 12 minutes. What was it? It's called The Agony mm-hmm. and the Ecstasy. It uh, is the life of Michelangelo, and it, in particular, his painting of the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel and the story around it and his fights with uh, Pope Julius, who was the pope at the time and also a warrior pope, so he was fighting actual wars as a general for the papal states Hmm. you know the guy was a he was a politician but he pushed michelangelo to paint this ceiling because michelangelo was not a painter he was a sculptor he didn't he reluctantly painted this ceiling but you know and then many times it nearly fell apart once michelangelo went in destroyed what he'd done start over again he was very he had a violent temper so did the pope they fought and at the end the pope is dying and they are brothers like two friends now is that entertainment or is it something else because entertainment in the finest sense gives you a bigger picture on life takes you out of yourself it's like going to see that movie the other day totally agree you know that's the right this other kind of entertainment <clears throat> keeps us busy so we don't see what's going on around us it's fleeting. The, the real it's, entertainment it's empty it's empty gives it's you like, an eye into what is going on around us it's empty like candy or sodas it does nothing for you it just tastes good at the moment and it's fleeting and it's not it's like really a glazed you. donut it gives you a sugar high but <laughs> you know i don't know i when I was a child, I discovered rock and roll music. Camp Mondamon, Bill Brody's cabin. He had all the albums. 
I went home and bought them because I wanted to do what Bill did because he was a Green Beret that had come back from Vietnam, and I liked all his music. I thought he was the coolest thing ever. That's how I got into music. Different people do it different ways, but I was sort of an older brother for some of my little generation, and then I was a younger brother to a lot of other people that were not in my family because I was the oldest in my family, but they were next-door neighbors and people that were older. And I always liked the guys that were 8 or 10 years older than me that were coming back from Vietnam in the early 70s because these, if you just watch the movie Platoon, you know, and the, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just that was that generation. That's what formed me. Then I had this spiritual experience, and I got rid of all my albums because I said I only have to listen to Christian music now because I'm going to be pure. And then I began to realize later that was on. before music really went downhill, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you still had a lot of good music from the 70s and 80s. That, Of course, by the time I went to Swanee, I remember I took Dark Room. We'd be in the Dark Room for five hours. A lot of music would get played. Max Matthews across my hall, Joni Mitchell, Ry Cooter. And I discovered new music now that I hadn't listened to 10 years ago or, you know, five years ago. And so things happen. But for me, music is highly associative. It always reminds me of something that was going on in my life at the time. I mean, the the album Court and Spark by Joni Mitchell is like a masterpiece. It's up there with Brahms. Late for the Sky by Jackson Brown. Monumental albums. I mean, these albums will be listened to in ten, in 100 years, in another 100 years. They are that good. I lived through that. Wait I got minute. to be there for that. You see what I'm saying? I think I had a Kiss album. Does that go live? I don't, you know, honey, you, you just. Beth, are, I hear dark, you calling. Dark. No, dark. You, everybody has their own music that they listen <laughs> but to. It, but I look back, it's it was that same, you know, Kiss was that kind of that shock factor, right? They were the shock factor. I wasn't of listening their- to music for the shock factor. We had a guy on our hall who listened to Kiss mm-hmm. at Sewanee. Rawe. And uh, <laughs> he would come out wearing his platform uh, oh, no. shoes and every now and then. And there was this uh, guy, let's just say he's from the Orient, uh, Asian guy. He would call Roy Puritan boy. I don't know why, but he thought it was so funny. Maybe they look like pilgrim shoes to him for yeah. some reason. So Rawe would listen to um, Kiss and then what else? Who else did he That was my to? first concert that I ever went to. Yes. And my I begged my I begged my father to go. He said, Okay, I'll he take went? you. I'll I, you can go, but I will take you. And why did you go to Kiss? All my friends were going and yeah. You little I, rock and roller. it was it was Well, Gene Simmons is still a thing. I mean, he's out there, <laughs> you know, he's become mainstream. So I, I never even I couldn't tell you a whole well, are we song saying by that Kiss. Great art, architecture, literature, and music just has to has to has to. Well, it's got to have some value next to the commercial successes. Is that what we're is that what we're going? Sometimes with you get both out of it. I mean, you know, the Beatles were a commercial success, and they were also, you know, true, true. They were also literary. I mean, Bob Dylan. If he had not had other people like the birds mm-hmm. perform his songs that were actually people that had good voices, 
his music never would have been as big as it was. All right, Tom, we got to go. couldn't sing a lick. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. We'll be back with our financial guys in the second hour. Stay tuned.